Hiya guys, gals and non-binary pals, this is Film Query, the queer experience of the media you love. I'm Indy and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Chloe and I use she, her. This week we're talking about The Handmaiden, which came out in 2016, a South Korean psychological thriller with a bit of spice. Directed by Park Chan-wook, he also was like the director of Old Boy, I think, that came out in 2003. I know Old Boy. Uh, and The Handmaiden was like at Cannes when it came out. Like it was, it's not like some obscure wee movie. Like it was quite big in the film circles when it came out. I think. You know how I know it was because my ex-boyfriend who studied film. I'm sure this is one of the films we picked for like our Valentine's Day film night, and he was super into film. So yeah, this was big in film circles. It's about a young woman, uh, Suki who is hired as a handmaiden for a Japanese woman, uh, Hideko, who's working with um, this count, this suitor, to con her out of all of her inheritance money because it's the 1930s and women can't have money for themselves. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) Sexism. Sexism. Um, So yeah, what did you think of the film? I've watched it twice today because I put it on for my mum. I watched it like earlier on to write to write the plan and then like I was like oh yeah I'm recording with Indy later and my mum was like oh what film are you watching I was like oh it's a handmaid and it's on Netflix. I watched this a while ago but I did um I think I started rewatching it the other day but you know I have a small child so mm-hmm. I, I intend to do rolling a lot of things about. yeah rolling around <laughs> and then you know, it's like, oh, you, he's asleep and he's actually rolled onto his belly and it's like World War Five. Um, <laughs> but I did enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked the atmosphere a lot. Mm-hmm. I like the general vibes, but it's exactly like up my street kind of thing. Um, I like the twists mm-hmm. a lot. I didn't. I'm not very good at seeing twists in film, so. Um, it took it surprised me. Did it surprise you the twist? Because I, like I say, mm. I'm not very good at seeing them. The um, first time, yeah, but the second time, like when I was rewatching it today, I was looking out for like all the, I like the yeah. Easter eggs and the signs. Being a right film buff and being like, ooh, what's that mean? Symbolism? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm like that with Fight Club. Even to this day, I'm still like, oh, like I've rewatched it like six times. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what does the soap mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does the soap stand for? I'm like looking out to see when did people join Project Mayhem, like which scene did they first appear in, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm proper cringe with that. But it's um, not cringy; it's fun. <laughs> At least you're you're choosing a good movie. It's okay. This is true. I did like as well the setting, and. It's set in 1930s where Imperial Japan had colonised Korea. Right. I think, what a great setting, because it Mm -hmm. is, at least in really pop, like in stuff that's popular in the West, it's a very rare time period to see. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I only found out in the past four or five years that Japan invaded Korea and China and stuff. Mm-hmm. And treated them terribly. Like I've not known for, and that's like I feel 
pretty bad because you learn about the Holocaust in school. You learn about, you know, I can't think of what the famine was called. Like, you know, Chairman Mao, how awful the, like, you know, the Russians were and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Japan did some really, really bad stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. Like, you know, not any worse because you obviously can't compare any of those tragedies. But they did some very bad stuff kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it is completely glossed over. Like to the point where Shinzo Abe, the former pre- uh, prime minister, is that they have over there? Prime minister? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was straight up like, yeah, this never happened. He said, didn't he? So there was a big thing of um, Japanese men um, raping uh, Korean women. And he's, oh, no, 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 no. They. Comfort women. Comfort women, yeah. They got the women. It was still rapey, like, but you know. Yeah. Got, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They got these women and they were comfort women for the soldiers. He said that they like. Done it voluntarily. They didn't like, kill with it. Yeah. When in yeah. a lot of these situations, um, I only really learned about this quite recently. Not through like Shinzo Abe being shot and killed, um, but there's like a few bits of Korean media that kind of like bring it up, um, because the Japanese government like refused to acknowledge that it ever happened. But from what I'd learned from that, it was like there'd be a lot of these kind of young kind of Korean women were being told that oh yeah you know you're falling on hard times why don't you come and work in this like japanese factory why don't like there's jobs there's opportunities like you know how it's kind of like the american dream where people are like oh yeah you can do anything in america it was kind of like that and then they were pretty much i was gonna say trafficked but that's not the right word i don't think prostituted yeah they were um like kind of yeah, it, I think it was no. It was like official traffic. It's war crimes. Let's just call it yeah, war crimes because war, I don't know the right words. I don't know the right word either. But um, yeah, it's a war crime. Um, so I think it's nice to see a period that's often like, smudged out of the history books actually be, um, mm-hmm. you know relevant yeah. kind of thing i think it's really good as well um i think the setting like the house and stuff like that because it was mm-hmm. a mix of like part of the house was uh english architecture and the other half of the house was like traditional japanese architecture with like the tatami floors and the sliding doors or whatever um it was very and like the it was very kind of foggy and mysterious it reminded me of like Jane Eyre. <laughs> I honestly thought you were gonna say Silent Hill. No. <laughs> like Jane Eyre, like um like a British Jane Austen or Emily Bronte, you know, period drama with the the rolling hills with a mist and the big house. I had to watch a lot of Jane Eyre when I was growing up. That's why that was the first thing that came to mind. That's fair. I think Pyramid Head should be have a cameo in every film ever. You just see his head. I mean, that's the main bit of it, but like you know, just in the background. Yeah, um, the Simps would go wild. I'd go wild. I'd go wild. <laughs> Are you a Pyramid Head simp? No. Do you know what? No, no, I don't want to fuck Pyramid Head. I just want to be like his best friend. I just want to have like, like sure. He's just a girly girl, you know. He's just one of the girlies. I love him. 
We're trying to play Silent Hill, but we're both so scared, so we have to pause every five minutes. Because we get really stressed. Even though, by the way, we'll just open a door and it'll take like two minutes because we're like, what if we swim behind there? We're still just um, running around and nothing. There's no monsters or anything. We're literally just in a diner vibing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like you said, the setting. I think the film did great. As I agree with your comment um, that you put in the plan of the costumes, I think were really it's just a really good film like everything in it is just kind of really Mm -hmm. well done um i did enjoy the music i thought yeah it was like it was tense and like i'll go into this later when we kind of go over some of the plot things Mm -hmm. um like where it was tense you know you were like oh shit um but then like when they were travelling, there was, like, whimsical music, and you were like, oh, yeah, let's go. The sex scenes, because, like, as you said, when we started, the spice. Um, the spice. And it is referred to as, like, an erotic thriller as well. So, mm-hmm. um, personally, I didn't mind them. I thought they were kind of... It definitely felt like they had a bit more meaning than sex in Western films. So I don't know if that's me. Well, no, I don't think it is. I think Western... I'm going to go a little bit off topic here. I think okay. West, Western films are made in this way where you are they're not saying anything. None of these films, they say, is like really, really, really say anything, if you're getting me. There's mm-hmm. that, so many films... And they just tell a story, but that story is just like dead air. Do you get like it's just, yeah? There's nothing there. It's just a story. I could. It's just, very formulaic. Like there's a million other movies and shows that are like the same plot and premise, and you're like, okay, we get like, it. Cars, boom, fast yeah, and furious, or speed. You'll never like, know. This whole <laughs> thing of like psychological thrillers in like the western part of the world, they're all just. Man is morally grey. Woman might be morally grey. They hate each other. But wait, one of them has a dark secret that the other does know about, but refuses to acknowledge. That's pretty much all psychological thrillers, like, Mm. in the West, pretty much. But those stories don't say anything. And because Mm -hmm. they're often directed, in my opinion, I imagine just because of how, you know, the industry works, by men. There's definitely the Western men have nothing to say, and they have nothing to say because if they do say anything, and it's like critical, critical, then you lose your place. Do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You 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 don't question the status quo. You don't question anything because if you do, especially when it benefits you, because mm-hmm. then it wouldn't benefit <laughs> yeah. you anymore. Exactly. Where in other parts of the world. They, it says stuff. Like, look at Parasite. That said, Ooh, that's a good movie. That said so much, and like, don't get me wrong. The story, in my opinion, wasn't like like the actual you know thing for me. I was a bit iffy on, but it said like the way it was filmed, and everything else was great. But it said so much, mm-hmm. and it was good. And that guy doesn't just churn films out. He no, he doesn't. Time. He makes something worth it. 
So I feel... Especially with the money that like it takes to make movies. Mm-hmm. It's like millions, maybe tens of millions, depending on if you're indie or whatever. But like, if you have that amount of money, you should use it well. Use it, yeah. Wouldn't you rather be remembered for one amazing film than ten shit films? Yeah, that's basically every Marvel movie ever, especially this year. There's been like four or something. And they've all been wank. They've all been dross. I mean, Uh, it's just like, mate, calm down. I know know it's Disney money. I know you've got big Disney money, but you just slow down a bit. You're not even paying your VFX artists that well. That's a whole thing. They're not even allowed a union. Like, surely that's illegal. Not in America, it's not. There are certain uh, jobs and places that will threaten their staff if they unionise. So, well, that is shocking. Um, but yeah, so I think the sex in this did actually kind of mm. mean something because there was a message, or at least if not, there is like a message, and I'll get onto that. Um, in it, or in, in my opinion, there is a message. I'll get into that in a bit. But it was also telling a story that, at least in Western audiences, we hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. Like setting the two mm-hmm. uh, two women falling in love in a historic film is quite mm-hmm. And also them both being morally grey. Like they're not. Mm-hmm. Both of them aren't. Like no one in this film is a good person. Like. And that's not me saying, oh, like, you're awful or whatever. If you do these things, it's like that people are just lots of shades of grey. <laughs> yeah, and some are close. Yeah, there's lots of shades of grey. I think people forget that when you say But the creepy as fuck uncle, oh, the creepy as fuck uncle is bad. He it is, is not good. Disgusting. <laughs> terrible. Um... I would fight that man. I can't fight. I'd probably cry if someone actually ever hit me seriously. But I would throw hands with that man. I, I'd fight for you. I want you to know that. Because my first reaction when you said someone hit me, I was like, right, let's go. So don't worry. I'll, I'll fight for you. I'll be like a Pokemon. You just got to cheer me on. And I'd be like, yeah. And you slap. That kind of yeah. thing. You know? I'd, I'd be a great Pokemon. I think I agree with the sex scenes and stuff like that. They're there to prove a point, And a lot of it's kind of about how women um both back then and now um are objectified and seen as less than people um there's a really good critique on see the bit where she's reading the the porno novels mm-hmm. and it's the way that things are worded you just feel ill like it's not even yeah. like we've read some smutty fan fictions we've read some on the podcast and yeah we have a laugh about it but the language you used it's just like the flesh curtains, and you're just like, Ugh. It's like bro, stop. It's not appealing imagery. Oh, so. <laughs> um, and you have all these old codgers, old men, you know, just kind of like obviously enjoying it, and she's just reading the book, and you're like, mate, like, pack it in. Yeah, I. With all these other men in the room, like, you're, um, that says something about you, mate. I can only get off if there's ten other old men around. <laughs> yeah, I think, true. um, I think there was, it was a bit awkward, 
like when I was watching it on my like on my own, I was fine with it. Like I was just like, right, okay, they're you know, they're getting on they're getting jiggy with it. Um but I was when I was watching it with my mum, I was just like, right, okay, when are they gonna start? Okay, right, fast forward. <laughs> We're going through it. Oh, actually you've reminded me now to say that. I even watched The Bodyguard, the BBC One drama. Yeah, me and my mum watched that together. Oh, she does. I watched it with my mum. Show the sex bits in that, and like, it was just terrible. Oh, I felt sick. I, I didn't know what to yeah. do because, like, he's quite attractive. So, like, yeah, I was enjoy- I've I watched was it because it. it was like I was like Glaswegian and a BBC drama where we're not being taken the piss out of. Absolutely, let's watch. He was a war criminal though. He was a war criminal, right? But normally in English-made dramas, Scottish people, specifically Glaswegians, because we come from it, it's a class thing, um, uh, were portrayed as, like, the quirky side friend or the drunks or the, like, Gimli from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Iconic, but, like, for that one guy. But when it's, like, you'd only rep in media, you're like, okay, we're not... I know we have a drinking problem here, but, like, we're not all that's not like all there that. is. Yeah, especially when it's made by the people that colonise your people and you're like, oh, God. Especially when it is like an actual problem and it's often just not, Mm. it's reduced a lot. It's, you know, there's no introspect into it. Yeah, but Richard Madden was great in that. That, I know we're off topic, but like that that was a good show. We were waiting for a season two and then season two never happened and we're like, oh, okay, that's a shame. It was a shame. It was quite good. The sex scenes were very quite, awkward to watch. Very awkward. <laughs> the director said that he went full intensity with the sex and the violence to emphasise how the characters were feeling. Do you think it fetishises Woola? Woola Woo. Sounds like a Pokemon. Woola Woo. Woola Or the Sapphix or whatever. Um. See, like, I understand the point that he was trying to make with the objectification of women and whatever, but I feel like at the same time, like, the length of time that these sex scenes were being shown um, kind of contributed to to that, if you know what I mean. Do you get what I mean? No, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. I think... I don't think he'd meant to, but it, it was very much like, oh, I, who has, like, jingle bells around? I, I feel... Jingle bells for kinky time. What? Is that, like, a Scottish thing? No, it's in the movie. Oh, shit. They have the, the stupid bell things. That oh, yeah. Put in... Jingle bells. I was like, jingle what, bells I've... for kinky time. <laughs> I don't know what I was. Yeah, no, you reminded me that. Like I said, it's been a while since I watched this. Yeah, so, as you can um, tell. <laughs> so I feel like obviously that's. I don't know. I don't know. It was just awkward to watch with my mum. I think like he's he's trying to make this point. But because he's one of the people this point kind of comes from, it doesn't mm. work too well, if you get what I'm saying. It's yeah, like, like it works well for the other stuff, but, like, when you're sitting there for, like, a solid three minutes, 
Yeah. With like the gals doing every position in the book. And you're like, okay. It's like quite go off, sis. It's like, oh wow, I didn't even know you could do that. Holy shit. Yeah. That's one to try out later, isn't it? <laughs> write that down. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. <laughs> the baby goose watching this for the first time. Write that down. Write that down. Jesus Christ. Get the jingle bells. <laughs> I don't so. even know what they were. They were just funky, weird bell things. They were wind chimes. They were wind chimes. <laughs> wind chimes. So, final point. Mm-hmm. I have to put my precious son to bed. Um, what I so I think the message overall, kind of what I took away from this. That's a better thing. So what I took away mm-hmm. from this was like two women coming together, overcoming manipulation from men. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Then finding love added bonus. And then I thought the um, scene with the guy and the uncle was quite symbolic because it's like mm-hmm. men destroy themselves over what? Like, I know it's greed. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, movie. so what did you, does, like, yeah, what, do you get take anything away from it? Um, like, I, I kind of got the same... Just, same vibes um but there was a funny bit at the start where like when she was meeting Hideko for the first time um she was like oh shit she's gorgeous and I think we've all been there been there done that I'm still there now yeah that was me in like secondary school anyone who was like vaguely nice I'd be like oh shit oh crush oh the worst was when someone was like okay terms and then that you'd go on good terms, and then you'd suddenly get a crush, and you're like, shit, why are you, like, the love of my life at the age of 15? But then, like, two years later, you'd be like, oh, they're not gay, shit. Or you'd get the ick. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, or you'd get the ick. Uh, but yeah, how many jingle bells do you give it out of 10? I would give it a solid 8.5 jingle bells. I think I'm on eight. Like, I really enjoy it, and I've watched it twice today, so obviously I had to enjoy it enough to watch it twice in one day, considering the movie's two hours long. Yeah. More than two hours long. I think what puts me off is the length, and I don't think it has, for me personally, much, like, rewatchability. Like, yeah, that's fair. I'm, it's not something I'm like, oh, guys, Saturday night film, Handmaiden, mm-hmm. yeah, bang it on. You know, like, I feel it's more of something you have to pay a lot of attention to, which isn't a bad thing. But, um, but sometimes you want movies that you can turn your brain off to, and sometimes you want movies that you can um, delve into, and that's okay. Yeah, it depends what mood you're in. If you want, like, a deep think, definitely. Mm-hmm. If you want something that's kind of like bubblegum for the eyes and maybe not as extreme as like people shagging each other with wind chimes. Um, yeah, I, I would recommend The Penthouse. It's a K-drama that's on Netflix and oh, it's wild. It's, it's not queer at all, uh, but there's a lot of women hating women and you can read from that what you will. 
but it's the wildest shit that I've ever watched. People die. People come back. It's worse than the soaps. <laughs> war, the penthouse war in life. It's so good. <laughs> I've watched all three seasons. <laughs> and now I'm re-watching it like several months later. You're so valid. Would, what's, oh, I can't think of the one. If I find it, I'll send it to you. I watch um, so my mum has seen more K-dramas than me at this point, but like there's, I've been on a K-drama binge, see like, cause it's still the summer holidays here. Like we go back, we go back to college in two weeks, but it's like. No way! Yeah. Yeah, oh. We, we end in June and then come back in August. You guys end in July and come back in September. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, in certain, and everywhere up to uni, uni depends on your course and depends, yeah, it depends on your course actually, because some courses finish like April and don't mm-hmm. start till September, and then some finish like July. I don't, it don't like I say, it depends on your course. So I remember when I first went to uni, I started in September. None of my friends started till October. They had like a whole month of not uni. October? Yeah, October. Like, and like, not even the first week in October, like the second week. That's so weird. Like, because up here it's like unis start in September. Like, September, like the first or whatever. Because, um, like, obviously there's a lot of like international students and stuff like that. Um, and so it's just kind of lining. Like, all your eggs in a row. Um, But, like, if you're going to college, it's normally August that you start back in. So it literally depends on what you're doing. Uh, Right, so that's been Film Query for the week. Um, Thanks for listening to us rambling. Um, It's been fun. And next week we're doing Euphoria, so that's going to be good. Um, And... It'll be interesting one, I think. It'll be... It will be an interesting one, and then we'll be doxxed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're, we're we're not on the kind of height of the Euphoria bandwagon anymore, so maybe we won't get doxxed. I, I mean, I think people have had enough time to look back and be like, oh, it's actually shit. <laughs> so Yeah. Because, like, um, two weeks after it came out, everyone's like, this is mid as fuck. Oh, no, I have very strong opinions about Euphoria, but I have... it's. We, I'll explain it in the You'll episode. Explain, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. And, um, our TikTok and Twitter are at FilmQuery and our Instagram is at FilmQuery Podcast. Check out, check your site out. Leave a nice message. Say, I want to cover blah, blah, blah. And we'll be like, okay, I'll add it to the list. Or maybe you'll get a nice email back. You'll never know. Um, or a shout out. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I don't know how it works. Oh, we've never <laughs> no. Let's see. Try it out just to see what happens. Yeah, shout out to my mum who said a very nice <laughs> thing about our K drama episode for Splash Splash Love. She was like, "We really, I really enjoyed it. Great work." And I was like, "Good on you, mum." <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see you next week. But stay safe out there. Anyway, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.